Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but laying hold of His willingness. That's Martin Luther. I believe that there are thousands of books and thousands of sermons that have been written and preached on the topic of prayer. I believe the reason for all the attention to this spiritual discipline is because we are all suffering one time or another, or most of the time, believers are struggling to pray. And I would like to look at this hidden figure of Hannah tonight to help us all in our prayer lives. Help her example to fuel our prayers and help us along the way. So I want us to quickly, briefly look at the whole chapter, or most of the chapter up to verse 20, and look at four encouragements from this text from Hannah and see how she would help us and fuel our prayers. And our first encouragement is our prayer life can be formed through our life circumstances. Quickly look at verse 2. Stephen read the text and it said that at the end there at verse 2, Hannah had no children. In those days, historically, it was, it was a grievous thing to not be able to have kids. Remember, God said to Adam and Eve, from your offspring... So from this Jewish, all the Jewish women were hoping to have babies because the Savior would come forth from someone's womb. And now her womb is closed. She cannot have children. But worse than that, so if that's kind of the entry level, this second wife, imagine those, that, ladies, a second wife keeps on provoking her. Verse 6 and 7. And then on top of that, in verse 8, look at the last section of verse 8. Elkanah, her husband, says, Am I not more to you than ten sons? He's an insensitive man. So she can't have kids. She gets provoked. And her husband doesn't really understand what she's going through. Imagine this, Penina or Penina comes to Hannah and says, oh, um, Hannah, uh, just so you know, uh, you need to please work out the, 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 the food and the household chores and, and all the things for the next 10 months, and you need to look after my kids as well as our husband. Oh, hang on a second, what? oh, I forgot to tell you, I'm pregnant yet again. And when are you going to have children, Hannah? Provoking, stirring, always, year after year, being provoked. And finally, it drove her to breaking point. But what does she do? This breaking point drove her to pray. She ran to God in prayer. And Hannah's life circumstances drove her to the seat of grace. The throne of grace where she can encounter God. Asking Him. Pleading with Him. And this is what Hannah did. Her childlessness meant she carried a weight of grief. Which was compounded by this provoking by another woman. And her husband's insensitive, thoughtless questions. 
Brother, sister, when we are facing trials and grief, Hannah serves as our example. First in what she did not do, and then also what she did do. She did not become resentful towards God. She didn't wave her fist and say, why, Lord? Why me? She didn't just go and ask the Lord, oh, Lord, can you just curse Penina, Penina? Really, she's just being awful. No. What did she do? Instead, she removed herself from the environment that provoked her, that caused her to stumble, those, the sense of disappointment, and placed herself in the presence of a loving God. Approaching the throne of grace through tears, through sighs, her longings, all the expressions of sadness and grief, to her heavenly Father. She prayed. Family, we should look at our life circumstances and let that fuel our prayers. Whether it is like Hannah, being grieved or provoked at work or at home, or whether it's out of great thankfulness, or whether it's with questions. Our life circumstances is a wonderful tool to approach the throne of grace. Not only in asking, but also giving thanks. Look at your life circumstance and and see how the Lord is working in your life and approach Him through prayer. The second encouragement, our prayer life can be filled with emotion. Verse 7, we see that she wept. Verse 10, she was deeply distressed and wept bitterly. Verse 15 talks about she had a a troubled soul. Verse 16, speaking out of great anxiety and vexation. She did not hold back. I mean, even the, the priest thought she was drunk. Just pouring out her heart, asking the Lord, praying to Him. We see everybody in the text, everybody in the family enjoys. They eat and they marry and they go and approach the altar and, and sacrifice and worship God. Not Hannah. Her worship wasn't in joy, but through sadness and prayer. Hannah is a woman with a troubled spirit. She has been pouring out her soul. We see the same in Psalm 140 verse 2 to 3. It says, yeah, I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In her troubled soul with many tears out of grief and despair, she pours out her emotions. Brother, sister, in in a reformed environment like ours, we are very hesitant to, to approach the emotions. Can I encourage you that the Lord has created us with emotions? Even the Lord Jesus Christ himself wept. He approached the throne of grace to his Father in the garden, dropping sweat, blood, blood of sweat. Brother, sister, we have emotions, and we can worship God emotions. When you approach God in prayer, whether it's with a frown, troubled, 
asking Him to hear your prayers, whether it's with a, a great smile and rejoicing in something, or when there's tears for a, a loved one that's not saved, or, or tears because you are being persecuted by someone. The Lord is okay with that. He, he is not one of those that, like, ooh, now she's crying. I don't know what to do. Have you ever had that, man? No. Come here, man. Come here, my child. Come here. I want to love you. You're approaching me, your father, through the Lord Jesus Christ with those tears or, or frowns with question marks or even a smile of joy. Family, as believers, we need to realize that our God allows us to have emotions, just like Hannah. She poured out these sobs of confusion at his feet. God can handle it. And this includes sobs of sorrow when you are struggling with a sin. When last did you cry about your sin against a holy God? Where you are grieved in, I've wronged, I've sinned against God's people and Him. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus, you know you have a, a free access to God the Father through prayer. You know that if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive your sins, as we heard last week. You can approach God through prayer, through the emotions, bring it to Him. With all grief, with all heartache, to find peace through Christ, in Christ. Even with a smile or a frown, as I said. Our third encouragement. Our prayer life should be faithfully ongoing. Look at verse 12. It says, as she continued praying before the Lord. She continued. It wasn't a, a once-off. It wasn't just every now and then. She continued praying. And Hannah's petition to God is well to be considered with a statement in, from Exodus 3 verse 7, where God assures Moses when he said this, Then I have certainly seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. There was a continual crying out to God from the nation, and God heard their prayer. They continued crying out, Lord, deliver us. And he, he did. And Hannah assumes, knowing that story, Hannah assumes that the God who has certainly seen the afflictions of a big nation, surely he sees the affliction of one of his children. Brother, sister, never give up praying. Even when your head is spinning around because the world gave you a harder clap against the ear. When you are so dark that you can't see in front of you. When you know that God is sovereign and why must I even pray? It's going to work out anyway. No. Don't stop. Humble yourself before the throne of grace and approach God. That is what Jesus did for us. He died for our sin to restore the relationship between us and the Father. 
Why? So that we can approach Him in prayer. Don't stop praying. Whether it's for a loved one to be saved again, or whether it's to overcome a certain sin, or to get out of a desperate situation, do not stop praying. Our fourth encouragement. Our prayer life should be filled with praise. Look at verse 8. The end of chapter 8, after her husband made that foolish comment. It says, And why do you not eat? And why is your heart sad? So we clearly see that Hannah stopped eating. She was sad and downcast. But now look at verse 18. This is now after she prayed. Verse 18. And she said, Let your servant find favor in your eyes. And listen to this. Then the woman went her way and ate. And her face was no longer sad. There is an edifying contrast here with Hannah pre-prayer and Hannah past-prayer. She was distressed, rejected food. She was downcast. Now, after she prayed, and her prayer is not answered yet. That only comes in later. She eats. She's joyful. And she worships with her family. Though outwardly her circumstances has not changed. She's not pregnant. Yet. But she's joyous, unwavering, full of assurance. Why? Because she prayed. The text alludes that Hannah joined the family in, prayer, uh, in, in worship. They got up and worshipped. After Hannah brought her grief to the Lord, but before her prayer was answered, her appetite returned. Her emotions changed. In other words, the hope for Hannah's joy wasn't in her pregnancy or that she would have a child, but in the fact that she left her grief with the Lord. That was what settled her spirit and lightened her walk. We see something similar in Psalm 73 in verse 16 to 17. It recounts the difficulty the psalmist faced. He's so saddened that he nearly loses his faith. Well, that's what, what it sounds like. He knew God was good and looked after his people. But in his experience, it looked and sounded different. He says, when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task. He's saying, I, I don't understand this. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. For both Hannah and the psalmist, peace and understanding and joy came, not in answered prayer, but as they brought their griefs and troubles into the sanctuary of God, into the very presence of God Himself. 1 Peter 5 verse 7 talks about casting all your anxieties on Him. Why? Because He cares for you. This picture, casting your anxieties, is to, is to pick up a ball and, and throw it away, get, getting rid of it. 
And this is what Hannah, Peter, and the psalmist is experiencing. Lord, I bring it to you, and I'm leaving it with you. Now I can go on. Brother, sister, I fear that a lot of people put on their grief, put on it as an identity, and it consumes them. Dealing with lament and grief is a good thing, but it's how you do it. It shouldn't consume you so much that you only inward focus. Hannah clearly has been persecuted. She's sad. Nobody understands her, but she's joyful. She left it with the Lord. Lord, my my faith is in you. Don't let your troubles consume you. Rather find your hope in the Lord through praising Him in prayer. When you encounter difficult circumstances that provoke you and test your belief in God's goodness, where do you go to? Do you bury yourself beneath all your troubles? Or do you enter the sanctuary of God's presence in prayer? When you face distress, cry out to God. In whose presence you stand because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. We are already there. The work is done. Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. His work is done. He's, he's, he saved us from darkness to light, from, from death to life. If you are in Christ Jesus, you can approach God with all freedom. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, but it's in Christ Jesus. Brother, sister, if you have put your faith in Jesus for your salvation, you have an open line to God the Father because that relationship is restored. It's forgiven. Approach Him in prayer. Come with confidence and with boldness. Even before you see how he will answer this prayer. Through the story of Hannah, we face one of the principles of God's way of working in life of his children. When God's people are without strength, without resources, without hope, our God, he loves to reach out his hand. Be encouraged to continue in prayer to our God. God is not reluctant, but willing. Let us pray. Our God, what a privilege it is to know Jesus, to know that you sent him to restore our relationship with you and that we are alive in him. And because of him, we have the Holy Spirit. We praise you that he is interceding for us with you, And we pray that, Holy Spirit, you would enable us to help us see our life circumstances as fuel to pray. Help us to use our emotions. Lord, help us to see you as the only hope in life and death. Lord, help us to approach you through truth. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.